Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. My backside. That's so rude. That wasn't even cool. I'm sorry, Roseanne. Nobody needs to see that thing. Yeah, lucky for you. <laughs> so I got... I got, thank you. <laughs> I got something kind of exciting to uh, share with you fellas. And well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess. I keep doing that. I'm sorry. There's ladies out there and there. I'm, I, I know. Well, I, well, you're in the. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can recognize each and every one of you. Um, I don't know if you recall, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I kind of. Uh, my name's Steve. First off, let's get that out of the way. My name's Steve. Thanks. Hey, buddy. And uh, I grew up in a super dysfunctional home. My dad was very abusive, to put it mildly, to, to the women in the house and to us boys. And, um, and so my brothers, I got a brother and I got a sister. My brother went the way of my father. And praise Jesus, I went this way. And, and my brother, he had, uh, he had a boy the same age as my oldest son. And I've never seen, I saw him but once. I was, at a rug, I was playing rugby. My mom sort of wheeled the little guy out in a, in a uh, baby buggy. And I saw his little fat baby head, and that was it. And he disappeared. But, and I haven't seen him. We haven't been in contact with him. I'm trying to figure out where the heck he is because he, he wiped himself off the internet, off of the side of the world so nobody could contact him. And I was able to track his, my nephew, his son, uh, through the internet, through Facebook. And my sister contacted him. And I've had, he's 21, same as my older son, and I'm going to see him this next weekend for the first time ever, and he's going to understand that he has a family that loves him. And I'm just, I was blubbering over here earlier because my youngest son is going away to camp. Uh, camp, sounds like a kid thing. He's going to a fishing, he's a fishing guide, and he's going to work as a fishing guide. But I'm going to smother my, new, my nephew, who I've literally never met other than some pictures, I'll try to smother him with as much uncle love. That's not that <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be awkward for him because I just want to hold him and I just want to hug him and let him know that he's loved and what 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 love should be without hurt, without without strings attached, without shame. And and uh, thank you. And, and and it's my brother just up and left his whole family. And uh, so we've been talking, it's how I talk on the internet, I just don't know why I was doing that. But this is what we do, we've been talking back and forth, and I can't tell you how excited I am about it. So uh, that was, uh, that's my big, my big, big news, I'm, and I'm super excited, and if you guys can keep me in prayer for that, because I, I don't know that, well, he doesn't know about Jesus, he has never been, I, my brother was dead set against church, he hate he, my brother is Full of hate, full of hate. The same as my father was full of hate, and uh, so anybody that anybody that tried to express love or show love was treated with hate and met with hate. Uh, on a completely lighter topic, hello Leon, because I know he's watching. He was here, and uh, Jeremiah, hopefully you're watching. He's another friend of mine. Um, 
Uh, anything else? Oh, hey, if you guys, some of you guys are new, we have a Facebook page, 365. Is that still working? It's still working, isn't it? I post stuff on there every now and then, so you can look. If your Facebook kids are not, I don't know. Everybody, oh, parent, I was told that was old man stuff, Facebook. It's, it's the Instagrams now or whatever. But the Instagrams. I knew what I did. Big, big, big thing today for me, too. I'm a big techie. I went and got my uh, phone so I can, I can pay with my phone now, and, and I can... I have no idea, for up for the, I can e-transfer, I've never been able to e-transfer, I've always got my, hon, can you e-transfer, can you do the thing, and so she's, now she won't be terrorized by me nagging her, so now I'm, I'm almost into the modern world, as much as I would care to be, I don't even want to e-transfer, I'm sure I'm going to screw that up, anyhow, uh, we're going to go off and, <laughs> we're going to go Matthew uh, chapter 6, and I chose the amplified version, because I kind of like it. I kind of like this version of the Amplified version, so uh, please don't heckle me for reading it. Um, so I'm just going to read it like I always do, because I quite enjoy it, um, and we'll go over it again. Uh, be very careful not to do your good deeds publicly. To be seen by men, otherwise you will have no reward prepared and waiting for you with your Father who is in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor... And do acts of kindness, do not blow a trumpet before you to advertise it, as the hypocrites do, like actors acting out a role. In, a, in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they would be honored and recognized and praised by men, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in, in full. But when you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give in complete secrecy. So that your charitable acts will be done in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Also, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray publicly, standing in the synagogues and on the, on the corners of the streets, so that they may be seen by men, and assuredly, and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. But when you pray, go into the most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who, in, who in, is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. <laughs> it reminds me of my wife's grandmother. She was the sweetest lady in the world. But she would, <laughs> my wife always heckled her about it. It was always Thanksgiving. It was all, she would thank every missionary that ever landed or touched on the different corners of the world and she would go on and on, Grandma, stop. It was very funny. She was the sweetest lady, but she was sincere. Thank you for the missionaries in Ethiopia. Thank you for the missionaries in the Philippines. Thank you. And she would go on and on and on. But she, it, she wasn't doing it to be heard. She was just a genuine, sweet human being, and she wanted to thank Jesus for it. So that's a different story, but that's, I, just, I wanted to share that with you. So don't be like them praying as they do, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. And I don't know how many of you guys are old enough. I mean, most of you guys are way younger than me. But when I went to school, I remember vividly uh, uh, the, the Gideons would bring a little, yeah, everybody got a New Testament. And, you remember? Yeah, we would, in elementary school. And it wasn't a, a private school. It was just public school. Everybody got, it was grade five, everybody got a little tiny New Testament. And I remember, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I didn't remember this man so well. His name is Mr. Smeaton. 
and he was a nose picker in my grade five class. He'd be standing up, and I, I love teachers, sorry, David, and he'd be sitting there in his class, and he'd be just digging, but he would, he would be, he'd have his Bible open, and he'd be picking his nose while he's reading the Bible all the time, but he was such a nice man. He had that gross habit, but that's what he would do. And he would read the Bible, and every, before he read the Bible, he would always uh, uh, repeat, uh, we would always, I didn't know about prayer then, but we would always repeat the Our Father, our, and our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. If you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. Some pretty powerful stuff at the end. And I'll leave it mostly for the end, but I just want to say that if we can get to that point, 14 and 15, in our lives, with our sobriety and, 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 and how we've grown up, or how I grew up, of it took a very, very, very long time to not want to just punch my father in the face and then to, to get to the point where I could realize that my father was at least five generations of child abuse children. To get to the point where through Jesus, truly through Jesus, that forgiveness, forgive others and their trespasses. And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> it is the most freeing thing that you could ever do, and it turns your perspective on this world upside down from hate and anger and, and just hurt. It changes it. Once you realize and you, you're able to forgive or get to the point of forgiveness, it is, it's life-altering. It truly is. So, we'll go over this again. And I, I, some of the world now is, some of the things, because like I said, I'm now a big, big IT guy now. My kids show me stuff on, on, inter, on, the, uh, on the internet, on, on YouTube. And uh, it says, and it drives me nuts. There's these couple of guys that have these Facebook page, page or sorry, YouTube pages. It's, and, and verse 1 says, be careful not to do your good deeds publicly. They'll see somebody in the, in the YouTube channel. I don't know what the channel is. I'm not remote, remotely endorse it. They'll see a homeless man or a, a person who's clearly got some struggles. And uh, they'll set him up so that, that this person will make the right decision. Like he'll, the guy will drop his wallet in front of the homeless guy. And the homeless guy will go, hey, buddy, here's your wallet. And then you'll give him ten bucks for the wallet. Thanks. This is this, if this. It makes me nuts that people do that. It makes me because it's just take. It takes advantage of the of the poor man that's that's just struggling through his day, and he, he he's still a human being. He's still a kind person, and and it was happening minus YouTube, two thousand years ago. People were still doing this kind of thing. Here, here you go. Here, here, here. Hey, hey, Dave, watch, watch me give this guy some money. Roseanne, watch me give this guy some money. 
And, and this is, this is it's what I like what Jesus says is, is that, that the, reward, the reward they're getting is not in heaven. The reward they're getting is, is fake reward. The reward they're getting is just like it, 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 it's the part of it that they get fake praise. And like these guys on the YouTube and, in, and these people, they, people clap for them, right? Oh, you did it's a really good job that you gave them the 10 bucks. And then you're doing the, and then you're no longer doing the deed for the, for the, to help, to care. Now you're doing the good deed. It's it's it becomes a misguided reason you're doing it. You're not helping people. You're hearing, you're listening to people go, Steve, you're a pretty good guy for doing that. Nice job, Steve. Well, I want to. So I want to hear that again. I want to hear that again. And you, and you throw the money at them, or whatever. That I use money, but whatever it is, the heavenly reward. Is far greater. Is far greater. Is the one that we want. Is the one that cares for for eternity. If if I say, "Nice job, Scotty," that doesn't matter a hill of beans. If God goes, Scotty, nice job, I will remember you forever. That's what ultimately matters. <clears throat> and apparently, I was reading in my studies too that in the in in verse two. He says, whenever you give the poor, this is don't blow a trumpet. I guess, very similar. This is pre-YouTube, but it was no different. They would make a big point of it and go, hey, Roseanne, you know what I did yesterday? I gave $200 to Dave because he needed it. They would draw, they would, and, 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 and again, I still like what Jesus says. It, it is not getting any, it's not getting anybody anywhere. You may be helping, maybe you're helping that person, but if it's not out of, I believe if it's not out of love, if the motive isn't love, it's a pointless deed, and the, ge- and the gesture is a is a hollow gesture. Giving with or out of humility, the, the thing I, is what Jesus is asking for: be humble. When you give to the poor, act of kindness, do not let your left hand know, just don't go bragging about it. And, 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 and uh, I got a quote here, I like it, I shortened it up a little bit. But this guy, ever since, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I can't stop finding these quotes, Charles Spurgeon, I absolutely love what he has to say. He's a super smart dude, he was how many years ago, 1600s or something like that? Long time ago, 1800s, well before Dave and I were born. And, uh, let God be present, and you will have enough of an audience. Let God be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Christian sees me doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Appreciate it, but it doesn't matter. Let God be present, and you will have enough. You will have the audience, the only audience that truly matters. And it says, do not, do not be like the hypocrites. Verse 5, do not be like the hypocrites. For they're like actors and, and pious people, fake people, people that are, 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 are pretending to go through the motions. Oh, I've got hand sweat, gross. And, 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 and pray, it says, when you pray, like when we pray here, you guys see us pray here, prayer. I'll try that in English. I don't like porky pig. When we pray here in the corner, 
if you were able to listen to every prayer, it wasn't a prayer. It was not one of those prayers. It was a selfish prayer. That's the difference of what they're talking about here. They're not, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners. They'd be wailing in the corners of the street, screaming and hollering to Jesus. But I guess they wouldn't because they're Jewish people, right? They'd change the game to God. But it got them, gets them nowhere. It's the same as us. If we stand there in the corner and scream and scream and scream or, or stand up. Not one of those prayers. They were, it was beautiful. I love being, I love being part of that. Because it, it, it's an example of exactly what they're talking about. What Jesus is talking about. And this is the part before when you pray, he says, go to your private room. It's not that God is asking us not to do that, but he wants you. He wants a relationship with us and him. He wants us to sit down. And, and this is the part that took me a long, long, long time as well. And actually, I've got to tell you the truth. Is it, happened, it's, it, it, it happened with our church, with Northridge, for real, Dave. And I don't want to get choked up. I look at you, I'm going to cry. The song... Good father. You're a good, good father. The relationship, I don't know what you people, ladies and gentlemen, your relationship was with your father, with your family. My father was not a man that I could go to and, and, and reach for a hug or have a heart to heart and just pour my guts out conversation. In my family, men didn't talk like that. Men got a smack if we cried. And it, 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 to realize, and I, I want you to realize, everyone looking at me is, that's exactly, but when you pray, this is the red letter version here. This is Jesus, the son of our, our, our heavenly father. When you pray, go into your most private room and close your door and pray to your Father, your Heavenly Father. What He sees, what is done in secret, will reward you. Not maybe, not might, will reward you. And I can tell you, my greatest reward is to understand that I have a Father. I have a father when I thought I never had a father. I have a father who loves me. And, and I know for some of, some of us who don't understand it, I remember hearing that when I was in your shoes too, to understand, oh, he loves me, then why did I go through this crap? Because my father had a choice to accept love. My father had a choice to be an example of love. My the love without, without choice is, is forced love. My father, my father had a restraining order on a lady that he tied up in a chair and made her say that, he lo that she loved him. She said, I love you, just so she could be untied. It wasn't, I love you because I love you with all my heart as into who I am. It's not, I'm sending my, my only son to die on a cross for you, love. In in it another 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 um, verse seven. When you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, 
And another Spurgeon quote, prayers are measured by weight and not length. These guys are going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Not like Grandma, but Grandma loved everybody. She truly loved everybody. Grandma did go on and on, but she would, I pray for Christian, I pray for Scott, I pray for Rosanna, I pray for Carol, I pray for Andrew, I pray for Mino. And she meant it. She was a lovely, lovely, lovely lady. These guys are just saying, and Jesus is saying, just don't ramble on, just so you're heard. We prayed, pray to God, we humble our hearts, we activate our faith in God to have a relationship with God. We pray to our Heavenly Father because He wants to listen. He wants that relationship. In, in, in Luke, stepping on this thing, in Luke, it, it, it said, in Luke 11, verse 1, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. So now this, this is the part I, I really liked. I, I've, I've, I went through a couple of different studies and, 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 and um, I think it's concordance. I can never get the word. Concordance as well. This is Jesus. This is Jesus, how he talks to his father. Jesus says, pray then in this way. And it's, it's, this is the way he, he prays to his father. And the first thing he says, I like this, because I remember, I remember vividly my wife's, when I met my wife's mother, she was a very, still is, a very nice lady. She was, that doesn't sound very good, but she still is a very nice lady. And as I got to know her, and as I, you know, I got engaged to her daughter, she was like, you know, we're close enough, you can start calling me mom. And I'm like, it gave me the heebie-jeebies, I'm not going to lie, because, but I love the lady, to this day I love this lady, I loved my mom. My mom was my mom. And it, she's like, I said to my wife, I don't know that I can call her mom enough. She goes, no, no, she means mom, because she loves you as her son. And she still is to this day. She gives me a little tiny lady, and she just hugs me, and she says, I love you, Steve. I love you, Steve. And our Father who is in heaven, our Father, our Father, for those of us who are fatherless, our Father who is in heaven, who is set apart and is holy, our Father who is the creator. Here's the thing that we need to understand, gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen. Our Father who is the creator of love. Not the creator of hate. Not the creator of, of, of the nastiness that we endured. That was the exact opposite. I know growing up, I had a distorted view of what a father was supposed to be like. And I remember my father vividly. He'd smack you around. Or he'd say something that's just so horrific that can't be repeated. And, and he'd look at me, I don't, for whatever reason, he would tell me, look at me specifically. He goes, well, you know, Steve, I have no example. I've never had, my father's mother, my grandmother, my dad remembers at least eight different men that he called dad. And my name's Bennett. My last name's Bennett because there was one of those fathers that he admired. And I have a different 
it's supposed to have a different name, last name. Anyhow, that doesn't matter. And, 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 and so my, he, he used to say, well, how am I supposed to know what a dad does? I conversely can say the same thing. How am I supposed to know? As far as I know, you smack a woman when she's talking back to you. As far as I know, you punch a kid in the face when he's acting up. What Jesus says and what God says is love. Let love rule. And the Bible tells us that, ladies and gentlemen, if we have, truly have no idea what it's like to be a proper man, if we are foggy with our, our ideas as to what, how to conduct ourselves through life, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be at all, it's in this book. It's in that app that we showed. That app is the multiple variations of the Bible. Some are more readable than others. Some are more, I, there's a whole pile of different versions that if you can't find one that you don't enjoy, and some you can just hit play and they'll read it to you. Christ invites us to call his heavenly father, Father, which is the part I honestly, uh, I, I, I know I'm just spinning my wheels on this word Father, but I used to read this, Our Father who art in heaven, like that, and not think about it, because we read it so many times as kids. Our Father who art in heaven, and we just rattle it off. But I want you to understand some of the words, hallowed be your name. It's, it's, it's cherished, how your name, what he's, what he's saying. Separate, above, holy. Revered, above all. Hallowed be your name. And this is the part I like too. I, I mean, you, you, again, we read this a hundred times, and now my computer started to go bananas on me. Here we go. Your kingdom come. And I never thought about this. I never thought about this before either. It's a plea for God's kingdom to be on earth. So this pain, this hurt, this stuff, that these struggles that we are facing, these temptations that we are facing are done. God's reign on earth. Prayer for Christ to be in charge on earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. This means God's wishes. God's wishes, not our wishes, be done on earth. And the part I, I really like too, and I, I was in my study, is give us this day our daily bread. And, and I, I found it, and I never thought about it this way, and I, our daily bread means our life essentials. Give us our daily bread, what, not our wants. What's, I want I, what I really want is a, a nice Ferrari. Really, really want. No. It's, give us, us our, our life's essentials. Give us what's going to keep us going. And, and also, it's a prayer for our needs. And I, I, I thought about this too. Because I remember, I think it was me that said, or my, uh, the last time I was speaking, yeah, it was. It was when Satan tried to tempt Jesus, and Jesus said, "We don't live by bread alone. That there's a super, there's Jesus. He he who comes to me will never go hungry. He is the bread of life. 
Now, here's the big one, the big one. This is the one that I find I've, it took me for a long time, and I'm telling you, if, 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 if we can... This is the part that's kind of spun me on my head once you realize it. Forgive us of our sins. That's what that cross is for. He's to forgive us of our sins and wipe us clean. But, but, verse 13, and, or sorry, that, 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 not verse 13, that, comma, as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. Here's the catch, ladies and gentlemen, is that resentment is poison. That resentment is acid that burns a hole in the who we are and who in our heart. It's, a res- it's an acid that etches on our brain that when we go outside, I, the things that my father, who my earthly father, said to me, who was supposed to be my protector, and my was trying to build a... My job, as a, I think, as a my father to my children is to build good men and build them up and not push them down. I don't recall one word of saying I love you or that you're a good boy or that you're put on this purpose on this earth for a purpose. And and I was told I was ugly. I was told I was stupid. I was told I was useless. If that does not build resentment I was told I was a loser by my father. My father. He was told the same thing by his mother. He was told the wor- same thing. He was treated the same way by his mother. He's got scars on his legs and his wrists where he was tied up with electric cords because she couldn't afford a babysitter, so she tied him to a fence post. And then she went shopping. And then he cut himself trying to get out. He has scars from that. And I know, I don't know if it's people here, but I've, many men that I've met from Hillen have, we have unfortunately very similar pasts and very similar stories. And those stories and hurts, they're not just stories, they're hurts. Build nothing but resentment. They build nothing but hurt. And it's as we have forgiven our debtors ladies and gentlemen. That is the biggest prayer after we've prayed this, is that we need to pray for forgiveness. And, and if we can pray for understanding as to why they did it. Five generations, my dad. Five, his mother. His, he told me vividly that he remembers his grandfather beating the snot out of his mom and all the other men beating the snot out of his mom. So how does that produce a decent human being? By the grace of God, I'm standing here holding a microphone in front of you fellas, and I'm not living that same life. <laughs> so cute. So the next, the next verse uh, 13, it says, And lead us not in temptation, and deliver us from evil. Temptation, temptations that take us away from Jesus, take us away from we were meant to be. 
Temptations where we're vulnerable and, and, and sin has an opportunity to work its way back into us. God does not tempt us. It's the devil that tempts us. And if we give in to, here's the, the, the kicker to that, is if we give in to temptation, we push Jesus out of the picture. Jesus can't live with sin. You can't have, you can't, and he says, you can't serve two masters. Deliver us, do not lead us into temptation, deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I want to, I want to, I, I found this, 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 this is back to forgiveness as well, too, but I wanted to share, leave this with you. And I found it pretty powerful. I, there's, no, there's no credit to whoever wrote it. But it says, the most influential, if I could speak, the most influential person in your life is the one that you've never forgiven. Think about that for a moment. If it was my dad, if it was your mom, if it was yourself, yourself, I don't know. If it was yourself, that you can't forgive for the things that you did to survive. Stop beating yourself up because you're forgiving. You're forgiven. He doesn't have to keep dying on the Christ over and over for you to be forgiven. He looks at you and goes, you are forgiven. Steve, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Uh, as the worship team wants to come up, Once we get around that, it is a big thing to understand and a freeing thing. You are forgiven. <clears throat> so before we go, I just wanted to, we could go to, got everything open here. Go to verse 9 if we could please. After you shut it off, sorry, buddy. You guys want to repeat after me? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Letting go of both wrong and resentment. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry, or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.